on my gravestone it will say he watched more <laughs> Kickboxer than the people that made Kickboxer. I don't want my chief puffs to get moldy and, and old. <laughs> I have never and will never be a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> 90s nostalgia is big now. I'm going to be relevant again. The hair is long and curly in this movie. Along with some good special effects, I might add. Yep, I like to go outside. I like to go on adventures. Oh, I've moved on to my, my old gummy snacks now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Softball Freaks, where every night we break down the post-practice softball events that take place in Northeast Ohio. I spent two hours there, so we're going to get right into all the action. I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> that was my sportscaster. And I'm Eugene Weaver. That was my, great. My, my anxious voice. <laughs> oh, welcome to Movie Freaks, everyone. Yes, I spent Hi there. bulk of my evening sniffling and hay fevering and out on a ball field in the middle of God's nowhere watching the kid practice. So she did good, did really well, which is great. But on the other mm-hmm. hand, I feel like crap. <laughs> yeah, and everybody loves hearing about the health update over here. So yeah, well, the good news is our listeners will will love to hear you getting more energized when we talk about movies. Yeah, we'll right. See about that. Or, I'm so yeah. tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yes, I am sick this evening. Uh, of course, sick kids passed it right along. And I'm pretty miserable, so there might be a fair amount of editing out coughing and sneezing, sniffling, and all that jazz. <clears throat> so just bear with me tonight. Yeah, or it could be after credits, and you just you like edit it together real tight, so it's like just a complete clusterfuck of coughing, sneezing. <laughs> three minutes of me sneezing and coughing, and ten minutes of you dumping your drink and bubbling. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> spilling it all over my crotch and. Yeah, brief bag, and yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, All right, let's jump on to the roulette where we force each other's watch, uh, force each other's to watch, to watch movies. We're off to a great start. Oh, uh, we are. My brain it's... is mud, just absolute mud. <laughs> um, where we force each other to watch movies on our queue so that we can find those gems and hopefully avoid the grenades. Uh, it is your turn to go first, thank God. Uh, we had close range up against The Birth of Sake. Take it away, sir. Okay. Okay, Birth of Sake. Uh, documentary. Usually documentaries are safe bets. And uh, this one here is interesting because this is a recommendation from me, a thumbs up, but a reserved thumbs up. And the reason I say that is because some people might love this documentary and other people like myself could be, I wasn't bored, but it was uh, heavy. Like, Really heavy stuff. Um, For a the documentary? Yeah. This is not, yay, we're making booze. This is a group of guys living together for six months away from their family in miserable conditions making sake. And you see it. And it, it focuses as much on them and their lives as it does the actual art of making sake, and which is extremely interesting and, and very complex. But it also deals with the conditions that these guys work in, which is, it's not horrible. It's just, it's just a group of guys working like side by side for six months, 24 hours a day, no breaks. Like, I mean, well, I don't want to say break. They're, they go in shifts, I gotcha. but, but it's, it's after a while, I'm like, Oh, this is depressing. And it always, it seems like whenever we see shots of outside of their location, 
it's raining or snowing or something is just, it's not a happy feel good. Yay. Saki's great because we can get drunk and blah, blah. it's not right, that. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and then just I mean, spoiler alert here. Uh, if you are going to watch this, but you know, a little bit uh, getting towards the end, someone falls very, very, very ill and things take a turn for the worst. And it's like, Oh, now it's even more heavy. And, and then they have to go and present their sake to people that might want to buy it and, and distribute it and have to put, put on happy faces. And then it's back to work. And uh, wow. But it's still, it's very, very interesting. Okay. Um, and well-made, especially like they have some really great artistic shots of, of like them, the actual making of the sake. And then they'll like, dialogue will pop up on screen of exactly what they're doing and why they're doing that. And that's really interesting stuff because, wow, there's a lot that goes into making top quality sake. And they're also, they talk about, you know, they want to make sure that the people that are hardcore sake drinkers and like, like older people that they have a palate for this stuff, that they make it for them, but they still are trying to make it for the mass, the mass population. And so it's like that fine balancing. And so it's a, it's an art, especially the place that they focus on in this movie um, it is, it's not just like the Coors Brewing Company or whatever. This is a, an art. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was interesting. I'll never watch it again. It's kind of a one and done because it is a little bit more of a heavy, like heavy stuff. So right. anyway, I'm not sure what you would think of it because it's, it's not a feel good documentary. It's, I'm kind of intrigued. I might leave that in the queue. So I, I will say this. It was a different, it was not what I was expecting. So cool. Well, I'll give it a chance, maybe, sometime down the road. We'll see. Uh, okay, on my side we had Close Range. An ex-soldier saves his kidnapped niece and finds himself in a relentless fight with a crooked sheriff and a drug cartel, hell-bent on revenge. And this is, for the most part, the Scott Adkins that you're looking nice. for. Nice. <clears throat> he whips a hell of a lot of ass in this movie. It's worth a trip for the opening scene alone. Um... Most of it is by the numbers of an action movie that's direct to video, uh, but he does a great job of just killing the dick out of everyone. <laughs> he does um, that very well, by the way. Yes, when he's when he's allowed yes. to. <laughs> uh, the biggest problem with this movie comes in the last five minutes, and it is it's so ridiculous that it was laugh out loud. Mystery Science Theater Band, but it was just the last five minutes. It was so weird. It didn't blow the movie for me. I, you should still watch it. It's just that last five, because you're not, you're not going to be invested in the story. Come on, Scott. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're getting into here. Punch, stab, kick. He's kind of the new Jean-Claude Van Damme, right? Pretty much. Yeah, kind of. Yep. Acting chops are yeah. eh, but he can whip ass pretty good. He's passable. Yeah. It's just that last five minutes that were, uh, I, I laughed out loud at it was nonsense, but uh, that's okay. Uh, Fine, Scott Atkins joint. Okay, uh, on to the next round. Sell me your movies. Okay. Exorcism of Molly Hartley. And do you want the IMDb or do you want Netflix synopsis? Why don't you go IMDb and I'll I'll go Netflix. Um, Let me just pull up IMDb here. Um, Haunting of Molly Hartley. Okay, so just so you know, first of all, this is a sequel to the 2008 movie The Haunting of Molly Hartley. And um, I gotta say that uh, I quite enjoyed The Haunting of Molly Hartley. 
so surprisingly, I've watched it's it's kind of a teen PG thirteen ish type horror movie about a teen girl. But I gotta say, have you seen this movie? No. Um, the ending of that movie is great, and there's just enough cool stuff in it where I'm like, uh, actually, one of the leads, the, the Molly Hartley's dad in the original is uh the lead guy from Dawn of the Dead. If you remember, I'm not sure what the guy's name is, but he was the he was kind of the hero of the Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, okay. He, I haven't watched it in a while. There's a couple of people I'm thinking of. I, I know the crew okay. of that, or the cast of that, so... Anyway, I'm getting... Okay, so Exorcism of Exorcism of Molly Hartley, taking place years after Haunting of Molly Hartley, who now... Ah, shoot. I have... I gotta be careful what I say about the movie, because even, um... It, t- I'll, I'll save you some time, I'm not gonna okay. watch that. Okay, I was gonna say, because the synopsis, <laughs> honestly, the synopsis on IMDb kind of gives away the first one, so, but... It's an exorcism movie, blah, blah, blah. Okay, moving on. Next is Band of Robbers. Okay, 2015. Oh, yes, I, I added this Yeah, one. <laughs> it sounds cool, and, uh, yeah. Uh, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn are grown men still searching for the hidden treasure that has eluded them since childhood. Um, sounds cool. It's from Germany. Uh, hour and 35 minutes. Should be something... Interesting. Um, next up is 12 Days of Terror. And why am I doing these stupid voices? I don't know. I don't know, but keep right. it up because it's okay. entertaining. Yeah, it's, um, now, <laughs> do Kermit next. Mmm! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, and I'm not even sure... Uh, uh, twelve. Okay, now I am on IMDb and it's not popping up on IMDb. So uh, I got it okay. over here. Um, PG thirteen, based on a true story. This drama recounts, recounts a series of grizzly shark attacks that occurred on the coast of New Jersey in nineteen sixteen. That's it. Okay. Well, there you go. So there's All your right. movies. Yay! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Maybe your bork, bork, maybe your bork, bork voice for for my list, or I got no no voices. Oh, I got sick voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yep. Uh, first up, Night of the Wild. Uh, when a meteor crashes in a quiet town, most of the resident residents' dogs turn vicious, leaving owners no choice but to battle their own pets. So that might be a thing, maybe. And next up, a sci-fi movie, Hangar Ten. Has this been on the roulette before? You know what? Let me pull that up. Yes, it has. And have you watched it? Let me just. Did you watch? I couldn't remember. Uh, this was this was around the same time that um, the. It's not extraterrestrial. Oh, it is Alien Outpost. No. Hangerton. Are you sure? I'm. I'm looking at Hangerton next to Extraterrestrial. It's not the same movie. Okay, let me hop on to Netflix because I'm on IMDb. On a hunt for buried treasure in the forest, a trio of prospectors trespassing on military property witness the appearance of a menacing UFO fleet. I saw that. Yep. And uh, you know what? Decent. Decent with a kick-ass ending. The end. You need to watch that movie. I'm sorry. I should have. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, I'll, I'll add it. Uh, well, do you want another one? No, or? no, 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 we're okay. good. No, I guess I should give you the last Because like, the other two sound really cool, so I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Moonwalkers. I was surprised this one hit Netflix, but why not? A brain-addled war vet, a failing band manager, and a Stanley Kubrick impersonator helped the CIA construct an 
epic scam of faking the 1969 moon landing starring Ron Perlman, Rupert <laughs> Gint. Ron Perlman. And, yep. There you go. Okay. I think that sounds pretty roulette-ish. Yes. And British. Yes. <laughs> Take it as you will, Governor. Okay. Okay, so... You're up. Okay, I'm going to pick Night of the Wild, of course. But I will say that uh, uh, Moonwalkers, that's that's on my list, and I'm going to watch that regardless. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I will take 12 Days of Terror. Okay. It's short, and looks interesting. So what do you think of Band of Robbers? Do you think that sounds cool? I think the cover has dudes with little mustaches and headbands, and I don't know, as I'm wearing a headband, but it's just like, eh, I don't know about that one. Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn, have we done that to death a million times? But uh, maybe they, they've got a new take on it. I don't know. We'll yeah. just have to, we'll see. I'm sure it'll rear its vicious head on the roulette again. Yep. Okay, that wraps up the roulette for this week. Okay. Let's move on to questions of the week. And I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Because my question is kind of a retread of last week or a continuation. Um, and I wanted to see what you have. Because we'll, we'll just, you might have something better and we'll just roll with that. Okay. Um, so I thought what would be kind of cool to, uh, to talk about just briefly is, um, do you remember, I, I love the whole reminiscing thing. Um, do you recall like what the first movie was that made you get the feels in the theater and just have a meltdown or, or maybe not even in the theater, but yeah, first movie that you watched that, uh, you know, I, Hey, I'm a boy or I'm a teenager or whatever. And I'm now crying. And what is the most recent movie that, uh, you're like, Oh, here come the waterworks. <laughs> <laughs> we need to show us, um, we need us movie freaks need to show our sensitive side. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. My side's real sensitive right now. I could cry right at this. Minute yes. Just cause I feel so horrible. Um, <laughs> Boy, that's tough. Uh, one of the first ones in the theater. I mean, there there probably was for a scump. I probably got close. Mm, okay. Uh, and I, even if I'm driving around thinking about that scene, it can still trigger me. Yeah. And that's where he's uh, he realizes that he has a son. Yeah. And he looks at her and says, "Is he? Is he?" And while he's pointing at himself, he's trying to say, "Like me." And, and she realizes, and the audience realizes what he's saying, and it's just like, oh my god, like, I've, that can turn me into a quivering mess. <laughs> um, Titanic, I would say, for as corny as that is, I didn't expect that movie to get to me, but towards the end, it kind of did. First time, you know, the very first time. Um, I'm, and again, I don't know that I'm blubbering waterworks, but yeah, yeah. here's the thing. I'll, I'll confess what my trigger is. Um, oh, I just, Shit eating grin smiles oh, from you. The I second know. Because I, mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I figured that this would make, make for some interesting conversation just because we're talking yeah. about our emotions <laughs> and things. <laughs> um, the number one easiest trigger for me, and this is going to sound really goofy, but just go with me on it, is when st- strangers or uh, maybe even enemies turn around and help each other against a common enemy. Um, that can make me. That can just turn me to a mess. Yeah. And it's so, such a weird kind of thing, but when total strangers help other people, I don't know, for some reason, it's, it's a very specific thing too, like, oh god, um, the last time would have been, yeah. I'm actually adding a couple notes because, because you said that, I'm like, ooh, that's, a, that's a good point. I'm like, that made me think of a couple that, cause that's true. What is the name of that movie? The, the Rocketeer. 
there's a there's a point in the end of the Rocketeer where the bad guys realize they've been tricked by the badder guys and they join forces with the cops, turn around and are like all of a sudden in the middle of this three way firefight, they turn around, they're like, Oh, that's what's going on? Oh bullshit. <laughs> and they join up with the gangsters join up with the cops and start firing at the bad bad guys. And that I love that moment so much. I can I'm almost like, oh, oh yeah. Back. <laughs> cool. Um nowadays though it's uh stuff with kids in peril or kids being sick i can't mm. i can't even handle it like i i'm out if there's a sick kid in it or uh whatever i got young kids so yeah i i, I can't even watch that stuff and it's not because i'm gonna have feelings and cry it's because no i i do not want to take it in yeah yeah which that would that would be like something schindler's list is an easy one to say uh, because yeah. that deals with not just kids, but, you know, an entire race of people. But, yeah, I get you. I totally get what you're saying with uh, with kids. Grave of the Fireflies. No. That'll get you every time. Not easily. And that's an animated film. Yeah. That'll, that'll, that'll and it, turn you into a mess. And it's not just you that has said that. I have uh, a co-worker of mine. Uh, he loves that movie. And he actually said it's one of his favorite movies. He's only watched it one time. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, because he's like, it's so heavy and it's so... Uh, I even looked at, like, I was pulling it out, and I looked at the back of it the other day, and there's a little girl in an army helmet, the little girl of the movie, and she's, like, doing this little salute with her skirt fluttering, and I almost was welling up at that. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. But it shows you the power of uh, filmmaking. Yeah. I'm sure that, I I wish I could think of something, of another example, because I know that there's a couple in, uh, a couple examples in some movies that that don't qualify, like, in any way, you'd be like, you cry at that, and it's like one moment three-fourths of the way through where there's this connection where a guy helps a guy on the street or something and mm-hmm. it just turns me to mess yeah what about you crybaby what are you into oh yeah i'm a, uh, uh, yeah <laughs> matthew well, mcconaughey rom-coms and oh um yeah just seeing matthew mcconaughey i'm i'm an emotional wreck <laughs> <laughs> um so the first movie that i can ever remember getting getting the feels over is benji that was on TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was the end where Benji is running towards the little boy. They are re- reunited. And I'm like, and Jeez, I, spoilers. I know. Holy I'm, shit. yeah, I know. I just ruined the, the whole episode. You'll have to cut uh, that out, right? I'll, I'll cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> but I, this is like, this is some of the first memories I have of being alive, literally, is, is this distant memory of me as a very young child watching this movie and not expecting that. And all of a sudden, yeah. it, and I remember having a complete meltdown. Um, you know, and being a young kid, you cry over all sorts of crazy shit. But to actually start crying about something you're watching on television that is an emotional response, it, it was, and my mom and dad were in there and I was, and I remember that mom, like, she took me in her arms and she hugged me and it's okay. And it's, I just remember that. And so that was my first at home experience with a movie. And then my first, theatrical experience that I can remember was E.T. And that's kind of an easy one, I guess. I was 10 years old when it came out. And, you know, with the end, it's like, okay. But it, and that's almost another one of those where, like, oh, yeah, E.T., of course. But it was still, it was well made. And I don't know if it would affect me the same now. Probably not. Um, but the next one that I have right after E.T. still does get me. Um, and this is so odd. A lot of people, and I'm going to jump into Disney uh, type stuff here, animated stuff. 
Um, and more recently, Up did it for me. The the first part of the first ten minutes of Up that, that was, was that was so freaking brutal. Oh, it was brutal. Uh, I'm like, what? It, you like, know, you oh. know, another movie did that exact same similar kind of thing was uh, uh what the hell was the name of that movie? I want to say Ultra Boy, but that's not it. It's uh, shit. Ultra. Uh, continue on. I'll, I'll. Okay. It's another animated film where in the first five minutes they kill the kid. It's like, what the hell? Ugh. Um, but I'll tell you one that got me the first time, and I was not expecting it. Uh, and ever since then, whenever I watch the beginning, I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I know it's coming, but I, it still gets to me. And that is the epic opening scene of The Lion King. I don't know what it is about that opening scene, but. That buildup, and it's such a, a fast buildup, and I every single time I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting all emotional here because it's such a great scene. It's so good, and The Lion King itself is one of the greatest animated movies ever made, I think. But that beginning is fantastic, fantastic at the emotional response that I get out of that epic feel and the music yeah. and everything building up. Um, and then as far as like a uh, this one here I also jotted down just because uh, it it took the second viewing to really get me. And I watched it in the theater, loved the movie. Then I watched it at home on DVD, and this is way years and years and years ago. But Apollo 13, of all movies. Oh, I'm, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, and this is when you know, you know they're going to survive, but they're on their way back to Earth, and the wives are waiting back home, whatever, and you're waiting for – the shuttle, or you're waiting for the pod to come back through the clouds, and I, I was water. For some reason, the second time I watched that movie, I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm a waterworks mess right now for some reason. And so, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's a awesome. great movie. Um, I got a couple more here. Okay, uh, yeah, it was Astro Boy, mm. the 2009 animated film, uh, based on the anime series, the really old anime series that yeah. is still pretty sweet. And the movie, I, I enjoyed the movie. Not knowing much about it, um, Nick Cage does one of the voiceovers, and he does a good job as a voiceover. I don't have to see him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a good a good emotional story, but it kicks off like up. And it's like, man, I prefer it when you build up to that shit. Um, another one here that will turn, if, if this doesn't turn you into a, just a blubbering pile of tears, you have no soul whatsoever. And that is 1999's The Iron Giant. Oh, I've never seen that movie. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I know. That is one, too, where the stranger helps the stranger, and that's my kind of trigger. Yeah. that Like that one. And then, yeah, you, dude. How, I know. I've never seen I, that movie. I thought you know, we talked about it. It's because it's because I know how emotional that movie supposedly is. But it's it's not emotional the way that the, these other sad, sap movies are. It's mm -hmm. it's emotional because you're actually very happy for, for most of it. Yeah. You would love it. You would, you, the emotional part, don't let that scare you off. You have to see that movie ASAP. Total Joni movie. You, oh, you guys would love that film. Interesting. Okay. Is that, um, uh, Vin Diesel as the voice of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Not that you would ever know. Oh, it's, right. it's a Groot performance, but less words. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He literally is, yeah, Superman. That's it. Like, yeah, you never would know. Hot off the heels of Saving Private Ryan, it's... Yeah. Hey, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. And that's one of the most iconic... I'm not kidding, that's one of the most iconic animated films of the last couple decades. Isn't it's it a, interesting, an that movie, film. 
uh, didn't do good. Like, if I remember correctly, that one was not a big hit, but it has longevity, supposedly. I, I need to see the movie, but... Directed by... Brad uh, Bird. Oh, nice. I knew it was someone from Pixar. He directed The Incredibles and Ratatouille, which Ratatouille can do it for me. Oh, yeah. Pixar, Pixar and, and Ghibli, they can both tug on the heartstrings pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I purposely have not watched Inside Out yet, strictly because everybody says, oh, you're going to cry, you're going to cry. And I'm like, I, you know what? I know, I'm good. I, yeah, I, I haven't either. Yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a Pixar movie, and when I see it's a Pixar movie, I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. I'll watch yeah. it when I get around to it. It's the same with Up. I watched it once, and I haven't. I've, I haven't either. It and it's a great movie. Uh, I really liked Up, but that beginning, man, that was hardcore. Like, yep. So. You had nowhere to go but up from that point. Yes. Now, what about feel good? Like you got tears of joy. Did do you have any of those? Were like um, Iron Giant. Okay. It, it does. It it is an interesting film because right there at the third act, and I don't want to spoil anything, but it goes tears from my trigger because strangers helping strangers to tears of sacrifice to tears of redemption. Wow! Like in the st- span of about ten minutes, it's and and at the end you'll be like that rocked. I loved it. It was um, oh, it's great. I, I showed it to Addie and they all loved it too. Of course, I'm the one that's like, <laughs> <laughs> and and they're all like, yeah, robot. It's cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's kids movies, animated movies. What's the? Oh, I thought of another one. Um, Rescuers Down Under. Okay, the Rescuers sequel. That's a damn good animated film. Um, if you, I, I know that with the direct to video kind of, I miss, I assume it was direct to video, but with those uh, Disney sequels, sometimes they get carried away, and it's like uh, Aladdin Five, The Magic of Jafar yeah, returns, tell or some crap, and yeah. it's like, no, that's a cash in thing, and but. Uh, the Rescuers Down Under is a better movie than the first one. And the first one's great. The second one is even better. There are parts of that movie that I howl with laughter. I watched it so many times in my teens. And it's, it's again, that thing where stranger helping stranger. Yeah. It's good, good stuff. That came out in 1990. I wouldn't be surprised if that got a theatrical role. Yeah. It, that, that was theatrical. I might, you know what? I might have seen that at the Nichols Bakery Theater. Oh, yes. The good, good chance. Yeah. Oh, that's I wish we could figure out when that closed. Oh, I know that theater, man. I've got stories about that theater and just the cool <laughs> movies I saw there. Oh man, uh, yeah, yeah, you know that that movie that theater closed. Um, the last movie that I can remember seeing there, I think, was Silence of the Lambs with uh, Tim Rastetter and his parents. And that would have been nineties. Yeah, that was right? nineteen ninety. Uh, and I don't. I mean, maybe Terminator Two. When was? Uh, the last one I remember was Quest for Peace. So let me see when that came out. Um, but it Carry was on. shortly after after that. Well, one movie that that uh, that got me for like the happy tears and like I need I like one of those where I was like I needed that movie. I needed to watch that movie, um, and that was Rock of Ages. Uh, <laughs> I, I, for some reason, that movie that was it the is, last thing I expected you to say. Yeah, I know. And it was, what's weird is the movie didn't do that good. And I was expecting not much. And then I watched the movie and it is my teen years on screen for over two hours. And I, by the end of credits, I was so happy and in a good mood. And it, I'm like, that was it. There were so many memories that I was reliving in my mind just watching that movie because of the songs. Because I, that was my time in high school and I'm watching these songs play out in a movie, uh, and it was fun. I, I love that movie. 
but I, because I lived in that time when that was such a popular thing, but that movie made me so happy that I remember by end of, by the end of the movie, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm kind of, I'm kind of watery eyed over this and I'm getting feels over it. But yeah, anyway, that's all right, man. We all have our, yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble drawing up another one other than stuff that's kind of already been talked about or, you know, retreading more yeah. uh, animated films. Um, any more you can think of? Uh, not really. I and mean, there's, there's a couple that just have a, like, they'll throw in a very powerful scene. And when you tie in some really good music and just editing really gets you there, the scene in the original poltergeist where, um, the mom, mom and dad are, they give each other a hug because, uh, mom is going to go in to rescue Carol Ann mm-hmm. and the rope. And, you know, do you remember that scene? And they'll, yeah, and, yeah. And they, it's they, been a like, while, Craig T. Nelson, he hugs his wife and, uh, there's a light behind them. And it, it's giving me goosebumps thinking about that, that particular <laughs> scene in that movie where she's like, I'm going to go in to get my baby girl. And they hug each other and the music build up on which I'm, guessing is John Williams, but it's, if it's not him, it's some, someone very similar. And, uh, almost every time that I watch that movie, it, it gets an emotional response out of me because it's so well done. And it's such a great, a well shot scene of emotionally powerful. And that, again, they're dealing with kids and, and rescuing a kid that needs her parents. So I've maybe seen it three times. I need to watch it. I haven't watched it in 20 years. Probably. It's (laughs) so good. It's so good. Uh, Steve Miller, you're wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> Steve Miller, you're wrong. It's good. No. <laughs> uh, Seven Samurai. Mm. That can get to me. There's a, there's so many scenes in that movie that can get to me. Uh, one where they're trying to entice... I'm, they have to collect these Seven Samurai, uh, the village people. They're mm-hmm. trying to entice them in, and at one point, they knock over their handful of rice, and the guy is down on the floor trying to pick up each individual rice thing, because that's all they have for payment. And the other guy explains to him, like, hey, dickhead, they're paying us in rice, and they're eating this shit. They're starving to death. They're they're eating the crap on the side. They're not eating the rice, because the rice is all they have. And then the guy's like, oh, damn. Like, <laughs> that can get to me. Yeah. And then the end. It's, yeah. But then again, those are dramas. It's yeah. It's drama. It's gonna... You're gonna have that. Did Terminator 2, when Schwarzenegger is going down into the... Into the <laughs> And he gives there have thumb- been times. Yeah, there have been times. It's, you know how it is. Sometimes you watch it and you're just like, "Yeah, this movie rules." And then yeah. other times you watch it and for some reason you're just extra emotionally involved to this particular trip, uh, and that can get to you. Yeah, yeah. The Abyss is another one that does it when, uh, uh, dude, I knew this was a one way trip. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> he knew. Yes, <laughs> love you, wife. Oh shit. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the crying episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we could go on and on, but I thought it would be make for some. No, that's good. Uh, I think we still got a little bit of time to tackle my question. Yes. Because I, I'm asking. Uh, this is a continuation of last week's question, where we were talking about uh, earliest theater trips, falling in love with the theater, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, on top of that, craziest adventure in a theater, and I'm not talking about bad trips. I'm talking about the second wave of us going to the theater, which would have been teens going on our own, having misadventures. Uh, and I know you and I will have the exact same top one. There's, there's, cause we were in it together. So that, there, 
<laughs> we there's without a doubt that that one is number one. But I just wanted to see if there were any other gems that you hadn't told me about where it's like, oh, I was there and this something cool happened, and or I just happened to go by myself and you this know, happened, yeah, a fist fight broke out, or yeah. you know, or drinking beers in the theater, or whatever. <laughs> Oh, I know which one you're, yeah. Now, yeah. obviously, we're going to also talk briefly about ones that we actively participated in, correct? Right? I believe that the Statue of Limitations has passed on all of our shenanigans. <laughs> okay, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. I don't know, when did Dawn of the Dead come out? Uh, um, a 2004 was Dawn of the Dead. We're good. We're 12 years at least past that, so we're good. Okay. Uh, it wasn't Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And gents. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, one of them was, um, one of the crazier things that I can remember was the Dollar Theater in Canton. And, um, this involved the Dirt Mall, like the corner of the Dirt Mall, that Dollar Theater? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, back before that was leveled or whatever. Yeah. Uh, my buddy and I went to watch, uh, the, the, uh, the pirate movie with Gina Davis. <laughs> Rennie Harlan made it. Yeah, yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. No, we didn't watch the, all of the movie. We walked out. Be, be, we walked out because of us. Um, so we went to see the movie at the Dollar Theater. What was it called? Uh, not Cutthroat. Was it Cut- Cutthroat Island? Yeah, Cutthroat yeah. Island. So we're in there and we snuck in beers and um, <laughs> down our pants. So we're drinking and uh, there was a, a nice amount of people in there. And we're young enough that we're stupid because that's. Wait, underage drinking or uh no but maybe um <laughs> you're um, fine you're past the limit you're, we don't and we do not do these shenanigans we hung all these things up long yeah. ago <laughs> well, it came out in 1995 so uh maybe 21 i mean hey right around there no, 2021 20, no, you would have been 19 or 20 right how much older are you than me five I'm, six years i'm 41 um, this oh I'm, God, we are not going to do math. On no, this we're show. not. No, no. Oh. So, Cutthroat Island. <laughs> you graduated in 93. I graduated. Yeah, so, you would have been right there on that cusp. So, honestly, I would guess that I'm the one that got the Molson. I picked up the Molson. <laughs> I know. I remember the beer. And so we <laughs> snuck in the beers, and we're drinking the beers. And the movie is about 30 minutes into the movie, and um, this is this is all me. This is all on me, and. Um, I set my beer bottle down. We're in the back row. Set my beer bottle down because it's empty. So we're going to go with beer number two. And um, as soon as I sat it down, my foot just moved just an inch. Bink. Over goes the beer bottle empty. And it rolls. Oh, it's a bottle too. It's a bottle. And it rolled the entire way down to the very front. Yeah. And it's at a quiet scene. And um, (laughs) Of course it is. And then it stops. Not quite before the front. Because it hits someone on the foot, and that person, and we see this, and the person leans down, picks up the beer, <laughs> picks up the beer bottle, stands up, walks over, and puts it in the middle of the aisle. Because at this point, uh, staff were walking back and forth every now and then, and we're like, "Well, now we're hosed. Now we're we're done. We are officially over because somehow we are going to get busted because we reek of beer. People are around us, and we are drinking." Um, so we hopped and we're like, and my buddy was pissed. He was like, Oh, thank you. Now we're done. He's like, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm now done with this movie. So we <laughs> shoved the beer down our pants and out the door we went. Ding, da, ding, oh, da, ding. Wow. <laughs> Stupid teenage oh, shenanigans. Oh, I love that. Oh, there was so, we have so many times where we've done dumb stuff in theaters, but 
long ago, man, some of the stuff that we did, it was just like, why, God, why? Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, there was a, a season when, uh, see, now Cinemark has their, uh, what do they call it? Where they bring old movies back and they show them like at two o'clock and seven o'clock. Yeah. When the Tinseltown first went in up there in North Canton, they started, well, few years after they started showing uh midnight movies which was like the greatest thing on planet earth to me um i lived a little over an hour from there and i had no problem just like hopping in the car driving up there hitting a movie at midnight at one o'clock seeing one of these old movies and it was not as set up as the other as the current thing yeah it was just sort of like hey we're having one once a month all right and they were always almost always sold out and i they were bonkers. The first one I went to see was Raiders of the Lost Ark. I got a buddy to go with me. And that was fun. It was amazing seeing Raiders on the big screen uh, for the first time. Uh, one of the next ones I went to see was... Now, a little background. Used to be a huge stoner uh, for several years. A few more than I care. But I hung that all up in about... Uh, it's been 2002, I think. State law changed for my job, and I was like, you know what? I like my job a lot more than I like this, and I quit. And haven't touched it since, and that's great. Um, just not for me. Yeah. But for that window, it was on nonstop. Just moved out of the house. You know, that's yeah. just the way it is, I guess, the way I thought it was going to be. Uh, anyway, so um hanging out with my stoner buddies, and I'm looking at the thing, and I'm like, hey... Dazed and Confused is playing. They're going to do a midnight showing of Dazed and Confused. We have to do this. This is going to be great. Yeah, yeah, we'll all go. Yeah, that'll be awesome. You know, we'll road trip and bake all the way up. and Because it's going to be a stoner fest. Day of the movie comes around. Eh, true stoner fashion. I'm tired. Eh, I don't really feel like going. Eh, I'm going to drive to Cannes. Eh. So I was like, fuck all you guys. I'm yeah. going. Like, <laughs> and I, I took off by myself and went to watch... Dazed and confused, wearing my long leather black Matrix trench coat and looking like a douchebag, wearing an Evil Dead shirt and leather boots. And it was the nineties. Don't hold it against me. Uh, so we get, I get to the theater, long line. I stand in line. People are commenting on my Evil Dead shirt. And I'm like, thanks. It's awesome. You know, all by myself. I'm like, this is kind of weird. It's really late. Go into the thing. I sit way in the back underneath the projector. And about halfway through the movie, this guy beside me, Shady looking dude leans over and goes, dude, do you have any cigarettes? I'm like, yeah, I'll give you a dollar for a cigarette. And I was like, I'm not, dude, I'm, you don't have to give me a dollar, man. Bro, what's up? You know, all love here. Just have a seat. Dude, take a dollar, take a dollar. I was like, whatever, man. So I got a dollar for a cigarette. Back then, that was what a pack cost. Um, and, and all around me were people pulling, uh, the tall boy beers out of their coats. Just everybody in that theater was partying. The people in the back right, all the way in the back right, smuggled in a bong oh, and were wow. smoking it in the back row. Wow. And I'm sitting right underneath the flap, 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 old film projector. And the guy that I sold the cigarette to just like, thanks, bro, you saved me. I expected him to get up and leave because the uh, guard was coming in all the time for this kind of movie. He bends way down. Gets out of thing, lights his cigarette, sits right in the back, starts smoking it. I was like, what the hell is happening right now? Like, rebel, rebel, yeah. rebel. So I just real quietly lit my cigarette and kept it down, was blowing smoke up through the screen. And yeah, that watched it by myself, went and ate Denny's by myself at like three o'clock in the morning. Oh, and that's drove awesome. Home. Yep. <laughs> that's great. I went up and I saw Swingers when that came back, and that was the... That was a shining moment in my 
film history because I got to see a film catch on fire. Uh, three-fourths of the way through the... Well, uh, closer to the end, when they're in the diner scene, and he's making the googly faces at the baby. Yeah. It's fun. Right then, the thing hit the lamp, burst fire, just like you see in the effect, and up it went. And we were like, um... <laughs> house lights came on, and they were like, sorry, the film caught fire, it's toast. Never got to see the end of Swingers <laughs> until wow. I bought it on my own. Now, are we going to talk about City of God at all? or Yeah, let's move into that. I'll okay. save some of those other dollar theater adventures for uh, another time, or uh, late night, midnight. Yeah, because I, I, I could keep going. I mean, I have other... <laughs> It's fine. We got we got a couple more minutes before we have to move on. Okay. The granddaddy of them all, City of God. I'll let you go first because I've been blabbing. <laughs> well, that's you and I. We're like, can you believe this? City of God is playing up at Canton. We have to go because this movie is supposed to be awesome. And of a course, foreign it, film. A it, foreign it, film. Yeah, foreign film, and it was awesome, and it still is awesome. So up we go, and uh, we're the. Uh, are, were we the only ones in the theater or did another, there was two people in that theater, you and me. Okay. Um, and this was back when, in the, I don't give a damn days. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you did smoke in the theater, correct? Yep. Okay. That was one. Um, but I, I, I can't steal your thunder on what happened after the movie was done. <laughs> That's all you, but now okay. I was dry. Was I driving? You were driving. Okay. Yep. Because and we were both drinking. Oh and yes, we'll be honest. We, yeah. yeah, yeah, we were drinking. And but the, like, those days are far behind us. Yes. Everyone, please, we we aren't stupid anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, we had a flask or a twenty ounce mixer, yeah. and we were getting yeah. toasted in the back row all by yeah. ourselves, smoking cigarettes and just partying up. And awesome. And the movie was great. And it was the great. movie was fantastic. It's a masterpiece. If you yeah. haven't seen uh, City of God, I I think it might still be on Netflix. Go check it out. But that is a especially Missy. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, get on it, because it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, but I remember walking into the theater, because you walk up that ramp before the split of going to whichever theater. Yeah. And there is a Dawn of the Dead remake standing poster, like the cardboard one that stands like, what, five and a half oh, feet yeah. tall? Huge. Huge. Uh, by like four feet wide. We both walk up and we're like, that poster is so badass. That's awesome. I can't wait to watch that. Hopefully it's good. Go in the theater, all our shenanigans, drinking, smoking, yada, yada, yada. We come out of it, and this was the last showing of the night. So it was late. During the week, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it was during the week. I yeah. Yes, it was. So as we're getting up to walk out, we're both pumped. We're amazed. Like, this movie was amazing. Isn't that amazing? It's awesome. And usually, for those last showings during the week, you'd come out, and the employees have fucked off to who knows where. Yeah. <laughs> you, they just, you just leave. Yeah. Uh, so I, we walked out, oh, and I said... this is so good. <laughs> This is the alcohol talking. I just lean over to you and I go, dude, screw it. You go get the car, pull around to the side entrance. I'm taking that damn poster. <laughs> and I, and Eugene just, okay. And strolled <laughs> right on down the line. And I ran over and grabbed the poster and ran down the long hallway. Oh, long like a lunatic. hallway. Yep. <laughs> like a lunatic carrying this giant five and a half, uh, just huge pl uh, thing. <sighs> I kick open the outside door and there's a group, no, Eugene. And a group of people standing across the parking lot, all just looking at each other like, what the hell? Because I just come flying out of there. And then Eugene comes squealing around the corner. And here is where our plan went wrong. Because it was at this moment that I remembered, you drove a Honda Civic. Yes. And I had a gigantic damn poster. 
So you rolled up and popped the back, and I bent the thing in half, and then I tried to shove it in, and the door still wouldn't close. Group of people just standing there watching us. <laughs> like, and I, so I bent it again, long ways, so that we could cram it in the back, and we were like, go, 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 and you were like, peel the... <laughs> and it... And, it, it hung worked. in my uh, apartment. It hung in my other uh, house that I lived in after the apartment, and I still have it. So you still have that thing? I still have it, yep. Oh, wow. What if that thing would be worth, like, hundreds of dollars at this point? It's destroyed. It's bent to hell and duct-taped all to shit, and it's not meant to hang on a wall. I actually duct-taped a wire across the back so I could hang it on the wall, and it tries to fold it. It's a mess. But it, the main picture is still pretty good. Oh, that's so good. I'll never forget that. That was, oh, man. Yep, that was the best. We Ugh. laughed and laughed still. Oh, that was crazy. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was... but those days of are yes. long. If I tried Debauchery. to run down that hallway right now, I'd probably die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, good time. Now, real quick, to, to wind this down, I've got one more real, real quick go, story. Go this won't take long. Uh, nothing, nothing really... Uh, out of the ordinary happened, but a cool experience. Uh, one of the coolest experiences actually that I've ever had in a movie theater was my friend, my friend, uh, Phoebe and I, uh, yeah. years and years ago, uh, and this is, you know, you have to take it into account. This is back before the internet was a thing and, and watching movies was as easy as it is now. So you drive far to watch a movie. I had found out about this movie called Requiem for a Dream, and it was playing somewhere, quote unquote, up in the Akron area. And to this day, I don't even remember. I have no idea where this place was, but uh, I told Phoebe about it. I'm like, look, there's this movie on that I have got to see. It's called Requiem for a Dream, and I'm going to go see it. Do you want to go along? Yes. So up we go, and it was in a nightclub. Uh, the theater literally was playing in some nightclub and I don't, I, I have no idea where this is anymore, but, um, the experience itself was so cool because we're in kind of a theater, but kind of not. It's like there was a dance floor, like a dance floor. And then it's like they projected this movie on a screen in the back. Um, and we were sitting kind of in like bar a bar setting watching this movie and the movie itself is just horribly depressing and so great. Um, and right when things get nuts and things get nuts in that movie, in the last half hour, 20 minutes, maybe not. Let's, let's say the last, maybe, 50, maybe uh, not nuts more like they get ass. <laughs> yes. Um, at that point when things were going really downhill, this is a drug movie with heroin and uh, diet pills and all that stuff. Things are going really bad. Uh, the, the, the club, the nightclub, they start to fire up their smoke machine and their lasers and everything because they're getting ready for the nightclub people and the, 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 the club scene. And so we're watching this horrible shit unfold on screen as lasers are being tested out and smoke is pouring out up onto the dance floor and we're watching this. And it was so surreal and creepy and bizarre and awesome. I could not ever recreate something so bizarro and cool and it made the it made the movie all the better because that was our first first experience and we i had never seen the movie before and it's not one that you revisit often but it was it made it all the more trippy and depressing and weird 
And with um, that score going with the Yes, exactly. Lights. Yeah. So oh, there's, yeah. Damn. And so I'm like, unless they were, I, I can't imagine they were doing that because of the movie. It felt like they were doing that because we're getting ready for the dance club crowd to come in after this movie is done. So it was, I wish I would know where the theater was or where this thing was screened at, but it was a one-off thing to where it's like, I'm so glad I did that. That was amazing. Anyway, there you go. Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's great. I liked it. Cool. I, I figured you'd bring that one up. <clears throat> okay. Uh, anything else for the questions of the week? Theater nope. trips, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Let's move on to recently watched. Uh, I'll let you kick us off. Uh, the first thing on my list, though, is Hunter's movie. Do you want to talk about that first, or do you um, want to talk about something else, and then we'll go into that? Okay, we'll, we'll uh, let me get this one out of the way, because it's going to take about mm, 30 seconds, if not less, and then we can get into Hunter's movie. Um, I watched a movie called Zombies. Oh, I hear that's great. Yeah, uh, zero stars, oh, and wow. I got through <laughs> I got through 45 minutes of it, and then I realized, you know what? What was I thinking? It said Asylum Pictures Presents in the beginning. Oh, to hell with that. And I'm not sure what this other uh, podcaster was thinking. I haven't heard this guy's actual thoughts on the movie because he said it was great. And I'm imagining I'm imagining there might be some fun derived out of this because of how bad it is. But I found nothing remotely funny or entertaining in a so bad it's good way. It was awful. The Asylum Presents. Yes. It's Jurassic Park, except it's bad CGI animals in a zoo with bad actors. I hated it. I hated it. (laughs) Moving on. Ah, I love it. Well, I won't be watching it. I've sworn off Asylum. No, it's garbage. Garbage. Okay. Well, uh, Zombies. I guess uh, I'll just chalk that up to more Asylum goodness. Not goodness. Horrible. Forget that. Awful. Awful bastards. Uh, okay, let's move on to Hunter's movie, Hunter Harrell, with uh, Delusion. Is that the right title? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, we've taken a little bit of flack from Hunter's mom, no less, on Facebook about being a little too hard on film students, and rightfully so. We tend to jump too quick to hyperbole of, ah, screw this and screw that, whatever. And rightfully so. I've watched a couple of, of Hunter's movies. Uh, I watched... Some before he even went to film school, and now he's in film school, and the the output is definitely improving, dude. You, your heart is so in this, and you can tell that from every frame of the movie. You, you're, and that's really all you need. Um, I did like Delusion. I think I give it a thumbs up. I there were a couple of things that uh, because it's film student, I I feel obligated to, for consistency's sake, give you a couple of negatives. And I know that sucks, but if you're entering this world of art, you're going to get film critics, and they are bastards. And we are much, much kinder folk, unless you're from the asylum. Go to hell. Yep. Um, delusion. There were a couple of shots in when the, the, the guy on the street was sitting down and the other guy came and sat down that I thought were extremely scripted. Now, I'm going to get a little tight on you because it's a short film. So I got to like really point out a couple of things that I've caught my eye. Just really scripted as far as the guy sits down. Then the next shot, he hands the notebook. Then the next shot, he, you know, it's sort of like one shot, do one thing, one shot, do one thing, where I thought that maybe, and this is just an aesthetic choice, maybe the guy could have sat down while handing the thing to make it feel more natural. I did very much enjoy the guy with the hat who sat down and was asking the guy questions. I thought he was fantastic. I, I loved him. Um, also, while they were sitting there out on the street, I didn't care for the close-up on the mouth, just because it 
pulled me out of the movie. Like right away, I was like, okay, I'm watching a thing. And, but that's also, again, an aesthetic choice. You're, you're trying something and I encourage you to keep trying stuff. Don't just put the thing on a tripod and shoot mm-hmm. everybody just chatting back and forth. That's boring. I would encourage you to take a real close look at Jonathan Demme's Silence of the Lambs. Look at what he did in that movie and the, the, conversations where there's barely coverage it's just sort of the actor talking straight to the camera and straight back who can get away with that because it's even weird in silence of the lambs like it's it's just a bizarre choice yeah but for some reason it kind of works because it makes you feel awkward and in the what i'm saying is keep trying shit don't just like okay i'm never doing a close-up like that keep trying stuff you you have to especially at this stage of the game where you're, you're doing uh short films that's all the negatives. That's it. That's that's all the negatives I had of that thing. The book thing was super cool, uh, where he held the book up. I saw it coming, but it was still super cool. Uh, and then the, the the monster thing was super cool. I, I dug all of that. I, I didn't have any problem with any of the rest of it. I would I would caution a little bit on dream sequency type stuff, but that was part of the story, so it worked. Yeah. But just I would be a little careful with uh, yeah, BVS ten dream sequences. Um, but I encourage you. Keep going, man. You're on the right path. Uh, totally. You, you've got talent and I, I'll watch more. I saw that you had a bunch more short films on there that I have not seen yet. So I'm going to go watch more of them. Um, I don't know if I'll you know, talk about them on here because I don't know if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it, man. I mean, that's like two little tiny things about nothing. I mean, I, I take that as a positive, my friend. I, I don't want you to feel like over criticized, but I feel like if I'm just like, it's great. I love everything. I wouldn't be honest. And, uh, because I know people that do that. They're like, oh, my friend made this, or my friend's band is in this thing, so the music is amazing. You know what I'm talking about. We've seen this, we've seen that kind of thing before. Yeah. And that's not honest criticism. Um, but again, both those things were kind of personal uh, choices. So, uh, over to you. You know, uh, one thing that I, one thing that I wanted to mention, um, and this is a, be, because you're telling, uh, this aspiring filmmaker to experiment uh, as, when you don't have much of a budget, you try to get inventive. And for me, I I always go back to this movie. It was so inventive and it worked so well. It's difficult, but if you can pull it off, um, you can do something very, uh, very unique and drawing the person in. And for me, that was 2008's hunger directed by Steve McQueen starring Michael Fassbender. There's a scene in the movie where Michael Fassbender is talking to a priest, and I uh, I apologize that I don't I don't have the actor's name up here, but it is an uninterrupted shot of I mean the camera is on a tripod, and there's a 20 minute conversation uncut of them going back and forth, and it is so good and so fascinating, and and it's the best part of the whole movie, and it's a very heavy movie. Um, but I urge you, Hunter, to go and watch that movie and try something different. Try something like, you know what? I'm going to get these actors to nail their lines and I'm going to do something to where this is just me when I'm talking here. But I'm going to do a short film that is 15 minutes long that is uninterrupted. That is two wow. actors talking. Um, they're, they're talking to each other and the conversation is so interesting. It's so good and so powerful and drawing me in that, uh, that, that I don't even, I can't even tell that the thing is not even cut. It's just one scene. Uh, so that's my, my take away from it. Uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I, I'm, I mean, you're learning. 
I would love to see more. I got another movie, uh, you said about a uh, low budget. Yeah. That can really reel you in. And this is with uh, using one good writing or decent writing. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, what's the word for it? Uh, I don't want to say shocking vid- visuals, but there's a couple of uh, beats in this film that are so jarring that it's sort of like, okay, what the hell is going on here? Like, I'm into this movie. And that would be Shallow Ground from 2004. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, naked, oh, yes. Naked boy covered in blood shows up that at was a sheriff's office. Yeah. And it was like, where is this going? And it, You recommended that one to me. Did I? I thought, I thought that was one that you were like, dude, you got to see this thing. At any rate, it works all over the place. And some of the acting is dodgy, and it's slow budget, and it was... Uh, did somebody of note make that? I feel like somebody did. I don't know who Sheldon Wilson is. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's a good film. Definitely check that one out. Yeah. But try something different. Try something unique or, you know, hey, I, I don't have much money, but I got a camera. So do something different with that camera. Do, yep. do, try something. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. a thumbs up. Good job. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, pointing it uh, to us. I know yeah, I watch one, more one of your films. Yeah. One thing you're doing, you're, you're doing something that's good. You're so far ahead of the game already. You yeah. don't even know. <laughs> You're hitting and record on a camera. That's right. That's right. Most people just talk about it. Or I do this. Or I do that. We have hit record on cameras, by the way. It was yes. it was not the greatest. I mean, yeah, eh, we had our moments, but we knew, okay, <laughs> maybe we should have gone to film school. But at any yeah. rate, uh, we got better as we went, and you are definitely doing that. Uh, let's move on to more movies. Okay. Uh, what, your turn. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I've got, oh boy. Oh boy. I hate to bring these movies up because I know it's probably like a, but I'm always trying to find movies that I can watch with my wife that we both really enjoy. And something about having a happy wife sitting beside you watching a movie versus here it comes. What, 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 what have you watched? Here we go. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) Versus a, oh, she's nodding off, or, ah, oh, shit, I can tell she doesn't like this. So we decided, let's rewatch this series, and I'm happy to report they still <laughs> hold up, and that is the Harry Potter series. Oh, boy. Let your fanboy shine, but just, oh. uh, since it's so old, just keep it a little bit. Oh, yes, yeah. I mean, I, we're going to go through the Harry Potter series again. We just finished up with uh, Prisoner of Azkaban tonight. I want and- numbers. That's that's part three. So I've watched uh, Sorcerer's Stone, which is part one, which I watched with you in the theater, and then uh, Chamber of Secrets, part two, which I believe I watched that one with you as well. And Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, from there on out, is where I actually Prisoner of Azkaban was the last Potter movie that I watched in the theater, and then my wife and I gave up. Like we watched that together, and we're like, "What? What's going on?" And we quit watching until. I want to say the Half Blood Prince, and then we watched them all on uh, DVD. I don't believe we had them on Blu-ray at the time. We watched them all from the from the get-go and really paid attention to them. Followed, like figured out, okay, this person is doing. You read this. the books as well, and then we read all the books. And I'm, I gotta say, they are so good. Uh, I'm a complete Harry Potter fanatic. I love that world. It's one of the very few, if only, series that deals with, you know, tweens into the teens that I'm like, I'm totally on board. I'm totally on board with all the relationships. I'm totally on board with all the storylines. 
uh, how it, like every year there was like a new movie. So you are literally watching these kids grow up, which I think is really cool because there are so many movies. You're like, oh, they're mm-hmm. a little bit older now. And now, okay, now then, now they're not in their, now they're not 12 years old anymore and their voices aren't squeaky. Now they were starting to notice each other, you know, in that sort of way. And the stakes are, up every movie to where it gets darker and darker and darker until the Deathly Hallows, where it's like this is straight up like dark fantasy stuff here, heavy stuff. But I, it's I gotta say, um, this is right up there with the best of the best series of movies uh, for me of all time. I, I'm I don't take that lightly, but it's up there for me with Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. I love the Harry Potter movies. Even the first two are the ones that they're younger and it's a little bit more with Chris Columbus directing. It's a little bit more kid oriented. Um, I still enjoy them, but especially Azkaban with Alfonso Cuaron directing. Um, I can, there's a totally di- different directing style and the, everything's kind of different and a lot more. It's immediately more dark. And I'm like, oh, this is why I like these movies so much. They're getting, they're gonna get, starting to get darker and darker now. And Voldemort's gonna rear his ugly head. And I love them. And I'm blabbing now. Whatever. Oh, you're waiting I, for I, me I, to save you, and I'm not going to. I'm no, just gonna wait until you're done. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You're fine. Uh, whimsical. Yeah. Done. Harry Potter. Magical. <laughs> Harry, don't you know about that mark on your head? No. We'll tell you next episode. Yeah. Seven, seven movies later. What? <laughs> Everybody knows but him. Sorry, I, I watched the first seven. I, I didn't watch the last five. I can't keep up with it. It's too many. <laughs> <laughs> the last five. I don't even know how many there are. Uh, I think there's but, eight. Uh, <laughs> so long. They're all two and a half, two and three quarters. They're oh, so yes. long. Yeah. And it's like when the movie ends, they're like, ah, that's it. There's more in the book. Come on. Yeah. But those of us that haven't read the book are like, that's it. What's happening? I don't understand. He yeah. still doesn't know about the mark. I don't... But your parents, <laughs> Harry, your parents. What about them? Roll credits. <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. That's... Yep. And you're right. <laughs> uh... But someday, I think I'll rewatch might... them. I, I haven't even I haven't even watched them all, but I'll, I did watch the first four or five. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give them an honest shot. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, they would hit Netflix, but I don't know who put those out. Was that Warner Brothers? Yeah, that's Warner Brothers. We'll see. Yeah. If not, at the, at the very least, the last the la- the Deathly Hallows one is uh, straight up dark fantasy stuff. Like it is a solid PG thirteen rated, uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were getting better as they were going because they got consistently darker. But it, I got yeah. increasingly more confused every yeah. uh, episode of this series. Yeah, and and I, the thing is, I was right there with you, where I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" I don't the, the different schools like the Gryffindor and, and what. And then you but read now twelve tomes of books that finally oh, clued yeah. you into all the missing pieces. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, and I'm, uh, of course, watching these movies again. I'm like, I should probably read those books again, huh? <laughs> Just to prepare myself for the the prequel movie coming out this winter. So, anyway. Fascinating. Okay. Done? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to trash them. Obviously, I'm the lone person on uh, Dissenter on that one. But, um, okay, over on my side, I want to talk about a gem that I found on Netflix. And I wonder if you got a chance to watch it, because I told you it was a gem. This is a vampire movie called Kiss of the Damned. Did you watch it? Not yet. That's like after the roulette, that's probably the next movie I'm going to watch. 
it's I really enjoyed it. I have no idea if you will. I think you could go either way on it because it is kind of. It, hold on, let me find this uh, synopsis. It's meant to mirror or mimic um, like '60s vampire movies, and when you when I say that, you're automatically thinking of your British whatever the hell. Mm. Yeah, I do. I haven't I haven't seen any of those, so discount that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about American kind of '60s filmmaking. A uh, vampire resists the advances of a guy and soon gives into their passion when he, when the troublemaking sister unexpectedly comes to visit, their love is threatened and the whole vampire community becomes endangered. And I was really nervous because it's Milo Ventimiglia. I don't know. How, the guy from Heroes who's like, got a weird face and oh, yeah, is, yes, is a somewhat actor. But okay. the, the, the females were the star of the show on this one. They totally sold vampire to me. I was totally down with the style. Again, a little bit of that drive kind of artsy style. Um, it's not a perfect film or anything, but it's a lot better than a lot of these kinds of crap that I'm, I'm trying to find on Netflix. I quite enjoyed it. I think that you would too. Uh, I mentioned a couple of movies to you in text and I almost regretted it. What was it? House of the Devil and oh, yes, you did. Drive, maybe. I don't know. But I was like, it's not that good. Okay. So reel it back a hair. But okay. expect like, oh, I'm going in with kind of a roulette mentality. And I think you really like it. I quite enjoyed this, this, this flick. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, is it gem in the rough or it's just a good watch? It's a good watch, and I would watch it again. I'd, I'd give it uh, like a seven and a half, maybe pushing an eight. I, I enjoyed it. Wow. It was a good movie. There, some of the music was, was amazing, and uh, I, the vampire stuff was cool. It was uh, sexy, the way vampire movies kind of should be. Um, yeah, I think you'd like it. I'd be surprised Excellent. if you didn't. But it, also, you haven't yet watched uh, Byzantium, and it's very much in that vein of a vampire movie where it's kind of artsy. Byzantium was better on every level, but mm -hmm. if you like that, I think you'd like this. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's it's up there. I'm definitely going to watch it for sure. Cool. Um, back to you. I, my my voice is about shot. So okay. Oh, crap. I want to talk about some of these movies. Uh, go ahead. Do another round, and then I'm going to do a lightning round. <laughs> okay. Uh, want to touch just briefly on an Arrow Blu-ray release that uh, I've got. Uh, been wanting to get this one, but uh, with Arrow, their movies are generally very expensive. And there's kind of a certain, unless it is something completely limited that I know is going to be worth a shit ton of money, I try to be careful with how much I spend on Blu-rays. Um, but this one here came on sale, and I had to rewatch it. I had to have it in my collection. So I purchased it, and that would be... 1989 Society, directed by Brian Usna. Uh, have you heard of this movie? I have not. Okay, so it is very 80s, obviously, but that's that helps the movie out. It's it. Trust me, this is such an odd movie, especially one that is set in the 80s. It feels like a movie that could come out now. That would be quote unquote set in the eighties because yeah. the the subject matter itself is so bizarre and almost David Lynch like. Um, it's hard to explain, but I can't imagine you wouldn't be like, okay, that was I've never seen that before, and that's what this movie is. Is you haven't seen this before? It's the extremely wealthy upper class 
feeding on the middle class. Literally. Oh, wow. Um, um, so, cannibal movie. Uh, but kind of alien-ish. Oh, okay. Um, the special effects are done by Screaming Mad George. Uh, do you know who that is? No. Nope. Okay, he uh, he's a Japanese guy, and he's really, really cool, and he does really, really cool, gross body horror effects. Um, okay. He did, just, just for an, just to, to give you a, an example of some of the stuff that he's worked on, um, uh, right, well, right of the Reanimator, Reanimator Predator. He helped out on uh, the original Predator Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. Um, so a well-known horror guy. Yeah. Yes, he is actually. Um, but the movie is so, and I watched the special features with uh, Screaming Mad George talking about. His approach, and he originally wanted a very bloody, gory movie. And this movie is not bloody or gory; it's disgusting oh. um, because they went more of a slimy route instead of bloody. Does that make sense? Yeah, I gotcha. So, um, there's a lot of ingesting, oh. but it's done very slimy. I don't know how many bottles of. KY jelly were used in this movie, but it's probably more than almost any movie ever in the history of movie making combined, like all of them combined. Oh, well. It's so ugh, and weird and just crazy. And I thought it was so cool. Uh, and I think that you would get a kick out of so it. So you did like the movie. I, you I did. Very oh, kind yes. of wishy-washy it's... for a minute there. I'm like, I, I know that look on your face that you're going to this piece of shit. No, no, but... it's it's just, it's not played straight. It's just this weird, odd movie that I'm not sure what they were thinking when they greenlit this movie. Like, let's do this because this is going to do good. No, it's, it kind of has a little bit of a feel of reanimator. Kind of. It's in that same world of. Okay. Body horror type stuff, but uh, very interesting. I liked it. Um, the special effects are this. If there's some slow parts in the movie, but if you can get through some of the whatever padding, yeah, that last thirty minutes is just batshit crazy. That's it. Cool. Done. I'll give it a shot. Sounds interesting. Okay, I'm gonna do a quick double header, and we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, batteries not included. I mm. rewatched this. Bad boy, this is a weird film, and I've watched it many times over the years after it came out. Um, I always loved it because it's like aliens, yay, and it's happy, and old people are kind of whatever. But in the end, everybody, the strangers, help each other, and we roll a tear, and it's good. Yeah, uh, it holds up completely. Uh, some of the effects look a little blue screeny, but nothing, no fouls in there. If you liked Batteries Not Included the first time you saw it, you'll like it this time, I think. Um, Good one you could almost watch with the kids. I mean, it's it's that p- kind of PG, but I really I really dug it. I was glad it held up. Um, okay. Next, The Hollow. I watched The Hollow. Oh. The Hollow was that your okay. roulette last time? Okay, so you watched the one from the good the last. One. Okay, the good one. <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah, you gave a gem status, so I had to pop that bad boy on. Yeah. And for the most part, I mirror almost everything that you said. I wouldn't go quite gem on it, but it was it did very much the right amount of things. It just the end was a little corny, I thought. It just sort of was, like, over, and I, I had a hard time, like, what exactly are they after? It just, here's some creatures in the woods running around killing the shit out of everything. Which yeah. is more than enough, and the creatures were awesome. I just wish I knew a little bit more about what they were after, or maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention. 
But, you know, it's the hollow. It's one of those movies where you're like, okay, brain, coast. And then things happen and you're like, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah. Did you like the creatures, though? Did oh, the creatures they... were fantastic. Yeah. They were awesome. Uh, it was just a little weird with the growth thing. Like, they could grow stuff and put over the engine and what was what? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> I went with it. I'm, I liked it. I thought and it, it was, was cool. disturbing that they're toting around the, the three-month-old baby oh, the entire the movie. movie. It's just like, oh, come God. on. Quit doing that. That's that's for people that don't have kids. For the rest of us, it's like, we're out. Yes, uh, exactly. And nice driving, lady. Jeez. Right, like, <laughs> we got one road. Let's floor it right into a field in a ditch. Like, what are you yep. doing? Uh, anyway. Yep. But, and that, that's, yeah, me being the horror guy, I'm like, yeah. No, you're fine. After all the crap that we watch, I'd definitely give it a thumbs up. It was a good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I probably won't watch it again, but it was good for one watch. Good. Okay, uh, plugs and tease. Uh, do you want to talk about Oddmall? And what are you going to be watching coming up? Uh, coming up, I just, I actually was at the uh, swap shop here in Canton and dropped off some old Blu rays that I'll never watch again. And um, so I picked up Wes Craven's The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. And I don't believe I've ever watched that movie. And I'm expecting complete and utter shit. <laughs> so we shall see. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I'm going to give uh, the rest of the, I'm going to watch the rest of the Harry Potter movies. Uh, and then the uh, vampire movie that you talked about. Other than that, it's just stay in the course horror movies. And uh, I've got, the thing is, I've got the Canton Film Festival coming up here in Ohio. And that's going to take up a lot of my time. So... Steve Miller from Cinema Sidekicks is going to be coming up, and we're going to be watching Hellraiser and tentatively an, an old Hammer movie. I'm right now leaning towards Dracula, Prince of Darkness, which is probably my favorite of the Hammer movies. So I'm thinking about that, but I'm trying to introduce him to more of the old school European horror movies. Um, and cool. Hellraiser, Hellraiser, to me, is a British horror movie. So... I agree. Anyway. It's a great film. Uh, Oddmall? Uh, Oddmall is coming up the week, not this weekend, but the next in Akron, Ohio. And we're going to have a booth there and we're going to be hanging out and having a good time. And uh, I think I've got some good ideas for slinging some crappy DVDs. Oh, good. good. So we, we might need to meet up to hit the, some exchange stores or some shit to stock up and then like prizes, get people to come over and say hi and take a card, et cetera. But that's, I think that's going to be about it. Okay, yeah, but Oddmall itself is uh, it's a huge uh, convention going on of all things odd and strange, geeky and, and nerdy, geeky and, and fantasy. Uh, it, it's it, it's hard because I have not been to one yet, but it's it's hard. So it's hard for me to put my finger on everything that's going to be there. But it seems like there's like like board game type stuff and uh, art comics. type thing, yeah. comics. And a that's, bit of is everything. that going to be on Friday too? Let me get the um, dates on there. It's the 30th, which is a Saturday. That's when we'll be there. Yeah. Sunday is the first. We won't be there. So and I think it's the 29th as well, a Friday. But you can find it. Uh, go Google Oddmall. Yeah. You'll find it in Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Um, so. For me, uh, I'm going to try and squeeze in some Blu-rays and some DVDs. I've got a whole bunch of crap to watch. And uh, I'm going to be hooking up with uh, Cinema Sidekicks next week to do a recording, uh, an anime show. Cause I gave Steven a whole bunch of anime and he's like, screw it. Why don't you just come on the show and we'll talk about anime. I was like, all right. And then when Ty heard that I was 
available, he was like, okay, screw it. I'm going to take off. You guys can have fun. So it's going to be me and Steven, I guess, which nice. Uh, that'll be interesting. Um, so yes, next week there probably will not be a movie freaks podcast, uh, because I am way, way, way too busy. Um, we have not taken a week off in many, many months. Uh, so sorry, listener, but you're going to just have to suffer for a minute because I have way too damn many things going on next week. <laughs> um, but we will return in force as always and get those episodes up for you. Uh, anything else? That should do it. Okay. As always, Movie Freaks Pod is your keyword. You can get a hold of us at yahoo.com for mail, on facebook.com, and at Movie Freaks Pod on the Twitter. The Twitter. Uh, we are also on Stitcher, iTunes, FeedBurner, we're all over the place. So you can find us one way or another. Uh, that's going to be it for this episode. I'm Eric Martin. And I'm Jim Weaver. Good night. See ya. Thanks for listening.